0: episode 106 of the Bots podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and this is my co-host. It's Christian. On this week's episode, Christian and I both watched the movie Project Power, and we're going to speak generally about what we have been watching over the past week. But first, Christian, you and I both watched Project Power. Now, this is a relatively new movie. It, uh, it's a Netflix original that came out in 2020, and it's directed by, uh, co-directed by Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman. The only other things of note that I saw uh, that they worked on, they, it looks like they did some documentaries together, but Henry Juice worked on Paranormal Activity 3 and 4, hmm. which is a weird jump because this is just <laughs> a straight-up like action movie starring Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then uh, uh, who was also part of the movie but is not as big of a name as Dominique Fishback. What was the general plot of this one?
1: Yeah, the this kind of took me off guard. I wasn't really sure what it was going to be about going into it. Um, but it was essentially a new street drug that gives people superpowers sometimes and sometimes just kills them outright right like you can
0: overdose on them or if it doesn't re- like if it gives you a power that just causes you like to overload your body you just
1: blow up <laughs> i Man. ended up really liking this movie i wasn't sure i i was honestly expecting to not have very many good things to say about this uh, but again i had really kind of no idea what it was about going in it was just like oh you know this <laughs> cover art looks pretty strange so I guess we'll see but yeah I ended up being really pleasantly surprised I have been like
0: jonesing for a just shameless action movie (laughs) and I I ended up liking this one too I thought it was going to be more like a buddy a buddy cut movie where it like Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx don't really share the screen until like the last 30 minutes of the movie which surprised me
1: right they don't overlap very much
0: yeah, they're both more teamed up with Dominique Fishback's character, which is this high school girl, which, trivia, I did not know this. When she filmed this, she was 29 years old play, playing <laughs> a kid who was, like, 15. She looked 15, too. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, that doesn't really surprise me because I watched her also this week in Judas and the Black Messiah, where she plays, like, a full adult. So that was strange to to do that real quick back and forth she apparently also like wrapped filming on this in uh new orleans and flew to cleveland like the next day to start filming judas and the black messiah
0: man she's busy (laughs) (laughs) so this uh this opens up and like you had said that it's about basically a drug that gives you superpowers so you're (laughs) It just creates a world where New Orleans is overrun with superpower junkies. (laughs) And it's later revealed that the government, I actually have qualms with this, this choice of the direction. They're like, oh, this is the government testing the drugs to sell it overseas. I don't think if the government was creating this drug that they would be selling it to like drug lords in South America. I feel like they would keep this for themselves
1: right yeah that that seems to make a lot more sense business plan wise
0: yeah that was my that that was my only otherwise airtight logic <laughs> in this movie <laughs> no but like the opening scene is just like they set it up pretty well like the opening scene you see a bunch of drug dealers they end up fighting in one way or the other as as the movie progresses but I just thought that was funny. Uh one thing one person in here who I could not believe, and I I don't know if you'll know who this guy is. He's a really famous YouTuber was Casey Neistat, randomly appeared in this as one of the drug dealing like thugs.
1: Nope, no clue. <laughs> okay.
0: It's just funny because he is not an attractive man and like he's very distinct. And I was like, Is that a YouTuber? And then like I stopped the movie and Googled it and was like, Wow, I can't believe he is in it. I and then he just gets pistol whipped, which was funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, now I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, he
0: he was the boyfriend of the the girl who froze to death.
1: Oh, man, that scene was cool. Where was... she's she's kind of like slowly freezing to death in that tube and it's all fogged up and you can kind of see Jamie Foxx like blurrily killing everybody outside. That was one of
0: my favorite scenes in the movie because it was almost like a 360 degree shot. I guess I don't know how far they want of her like, tra- like crawling around trying to like not... For, like be just come completely frozen in the background you just see all of the action going on
1: right and i if it hadn't been a netflix original and if it hadn't been like weirdly gory in other parts i would have said that this was like a clever way to get around like the the censors for an r rated movie was to like write into the story why the like the violence was blurred out yeah but even like even it's just like a set direction. I, I thought it was very cool. I thought it worked well.
0: It's funny you say that if this was released in theaters. This reminds me of like a Lionsgate film or something. Like if this had been released in theaters. Like it, it's just a fun, dumb movie.
1: Yeah. I was actually like after that scene. And then um, the guy that looked like Johnny Drama from Entourage, who wasn't <laughs> like the, the the head drug dealer after he like turned into the troll. I, I kept thinking this would be an awesome video game and I was getting like legitimately mad that this wasn't a video game that I could play
0: yeah it's a really cool premise like oh you have a pill it gives you these powers for like five minutes or it could hurt you it's like a real crap shoot and I like generally what they did with the powers but it, like there's so much more they could do with them because all the powers are based off animals in some way I question how getting just set completely on fire or becoming bulletproof is related to animals, but they're like, Oh yeah, they can regulate body temperatures or something.
1: Right. Uh, The the bulletproof thing that Justin Gordon-Levitt had seemed like it was like armadillo based. That's what I'd have to guess. Yeah, Those those weird, like overlapping scales, but yeah, they're like, Oh yeah. Lizards can regulate their own temperature, but like that doesn't mean that they can combust or like create ice for themselves.
0: Right, like they they got loosey goosey on some of them. Like the <laughs> the guy who turned into the troll. Like what was his power? Like tumors? Because he just like
1: <laughs> that seemed like it was maybe one of the ones that went wrong, or like he took too many of them. But like I just kept thinking about like character creation. Like oh, at the beginning you get when when you're designing a character you get like your like animal totem or whatever it is that like oh you can pick pistol shrimp or you can pick whatever like gorilla and then just yeah just going through and and every time you take a pill there's like a 10 a percent chance that you're gonna get like super damaged instead of getting your powers
0: yeah the other ones like these these guys reminded me of like x-men right like yes they had x-men power. one of the one of the guys was basically spike where he could just get grow bones and use them <laughs> as weapons which also leads to the fact like his bones were apparently hard enough and sharp enough to cut through steel. Like that's that's not what bone makeup is.
1: <laughs> oh god, yeah, like I could have done without that guy.
0: But and you had alluded to it. The funniest part of this is like the ultimate animal is the pistol shrimp in this because it can just like I guess create temperatures hotter than the sun. <laughs>
1: Right, and this was another one that they went real loose with because basically what it does is it swings its, well, fists, whatever it is. It, it swings its fists so fast that the water cavitates like a vacuum forms behind it, and then the water collapsing back into the vacuum is what creates heat. Mm. And it can get super heated. like It, it can flash boil the, the water around it, but it, it's not like it just like radiates energy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> I, when you see him at the end, it seems like he is literally creating a sun.
1: Yeah, he's he's like a, a thermobaric bomb. But, like, I, when he said he had pistol shrimp power, I thought he was just going to be super fast. Is that like, what he's going really to be able to, like, slow down time for himself? And that's what it seemed like when they, they started shooting and the bullets started moving real slow. I'm like, oh, Jamie Foxx is just going to be able to, like, he's a speedster. But, no, he's, he's just a bomb. <laughs> Uh, I, what did you think of Jamie Foxx in this? I loved him. I really liked almost everybody in this. I thought they were all pretty well acted.
0: Yeah, I mean, this movie got me right. Like, I guess it was the second scene of the movie, second or third scene of the movie, when Jamie Foxx goes to Dominique Fishback's, like, cousin's house. And it's just, like, this prolonged chase fight scene where he turns into, like, a fire guy. And Jamie Foxx just has a sawed-off shot, like, sneaks into his apartment with a <laughs> shoestring. And it just like has a shotgun and it's just fighting this dude. Like that was such a great scene because it's like a dilapidated building and stuff. And at one point I thought it was hilarious. Like an old woman basically defeated the superpower guy by throwing like a pot of water on him.
1: And she's beating Jamie Foxx in the head with a cast iron skillet. Yeah. I love that old lady. I thought she was great. But I did, Fo- that was another moment where I thought it would make a cool video game because this dilapidated apartment complex was like it almost had like speakeasy tunnels where this this fire guy could just kind of like hop from floor to floor and room to room through like little holes that he had made. And I'm like, oh, man, this would be a, like such a cool map to play.
0: Yeah. One thing I, when he walked into that apartment, the, the the dude's name was Newt, who turned himself and who could set himself on fire. The dude had, like, a pet crocodile chained up on the third floor of a building. How did he get that up there? And That thing wasn't even in water. Like, it would have dried out.
1: (laughs) He was trying to make leather.
0: I guess. Man, because when they showed him, I was like, man, that guy's face is messed up after one month. And it made sense when he sets himself on fire. I guess he just burns his skin, too. Right. Uh,
1: Yeah, some of these people seem to have long-lasting effects, and some of them did not. Like, the, the big bearded guy that could punch through things seemed to have no, like, physical effects when he wasn't, like, even when he was juicing, he he barely really changed. But, like, uh, the, the main drug dealer guy had, like, black veins all up the side of his face, and Newt was, yeah, like, half charcoal by the time that he died. And, like, so it, it really did seem like a crapshoot, like, who who straight up died, who died over, like, a prolonged thing, and who was, like, stable. Yeah,
0: uh, there's a little Easter egg in when they, he broke into Newt's house. Newt was playing, I guess, Mega Man, and he was on, like, the Fireman level.
1: Oh, my God, that's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but I got to say, Jamie Foxx, before he, like, befriends um, Dominique Fishback, I thought he was just awesome. He's basically just a trained kid, like, he trained kidnapper, like, tactical precision and just straight cold-blooded when he kidnapped her, and he's like, if you don't <laughs> tell me what you, I want to know, I'm going to kill your mother. And then she's like, I'm a kid. And he's like, no, when you came onto the streets dealing drugs, you gave that up. Like he was just hard on everyone. Like he was awesome in this movie.
1: Uh, That kidnapping scene was surgical.
0: Yeah. He sat there for like the whole day at Popeye's or wherever it was at church's chicken. What really annoyed me is like the drug dealer texted entirely in emojis, just angry, (laughs) made me so mad.
1: It's all a code.
0: Yeah, good thing you figured it out. I wouldn't have known that.
1: <laughs> At the beginning of this, I I was a little, like, going back and forth. I It was kind of all over the map, tone-wise. You had uh, Jamie Foxx beating the crap out of the guy. You had Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who was, like, I, I, I don't know what, like, a dirty cop, but, like, uh, the good kind.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a cop who is... Not playing by the rules, but yeah, because yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. on, uh, they're at war with a bunch of superpowered junkies.
1: A, a Mel Gibson lethal weapon, yeah, like loose yeah. cannon kind of cop. Yeah, and loose then cannon's a had, good word. You had this girl who's like part drug dealer, part like middle school student, who's daydreaming about getting into a rap battle with her teacher. And I was sitting there like, what is happening in this movie? I really thought they were setting up
0: her to take the pills and have some power that was based on her rapping.
1: Oh man, that would have been, I I don't know that I would have enjoyed that.
0: I don't, I, but that's what I thought they were doing because they focused on it a lot. Um, but I, I do want to bring this up because one of the funniest scenes in the movie to me was like this big drug operation was just set up in the back of like a large publicly like visited supermarket. <laughs> And in one scene when Jamie Foxx goes back there, he catches one of the guys and has a pair of scissors and threatens to cut his head off with them. And I was like, that is dedication to take his head off with, like, a pair of shears.
1: Honestly, if Jamie Foxx had me, like, pressed against a wall with scissors in my neck and said he was going to use them to cut my head off, I would believe him. I think he would have done it, but, like, well,
0: like, he would have been working at it well after this man had died from him, like, stabbing his neck, like... At that, it's just like he's only doing it because he said he was.
1: Yeah, out of dedication. <laughs> yeah, because they, they were like craft scissors or like fabric scissors. It was not even anything fancy. It, was just... it,
0: it wasn't like you had like the giant hedge clippers. Like they're literally scissors you like have in your, your kitchen drawer.
1: <laughs> I really like that that guy's like back office drug deal situation was a truck.
0: Yeah, that was awesome.
1: It just had yeah, the, the entire like back face of it was just like a wall with a normal like interior door. <laughs> so they stepped out and he goes, start the truck, and like the wall and door drove away. I was <laughs> like, whoa. That yeah. blew my mind. I was thrilled.
0: They didn't go very fast though because like Jamie Foxx was behind and caught up with the truck like immediately. Like it had gone like 10 feet.
1: There is a, a slight theme in this of like, we've got to get away, and they start driving and then kind of go nowhere.
0: <laughs> did you, when, at the end of the movie, the boat was supposed to be out to sea? Did you see how far it got? It looked like it had drifted upriver. Right. Like, it looked like. It, so I don't know if they left, like, further upriver and they're going downriver, but they did not make it far at all.
1: No. Yeah, when, when the Coast Guard caught up with it and they were doing that voiceover at the end, it definitely looked like it had drifted like up into Louisiana.
0: Maybe that's why they're trying trying—they're escaping up the Mississippi in a massive boat.
1: <laughs> they're headed to Pittsburgh the long way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're talking about tides in class, and so m- maybe the tide came in and pushed them upstream. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Maybe maybe the pistol shrimp power just messed everything. Oh up. Oh my god! It's funny because we like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this, and this is actually the prime reason I picked this this week is because I haven't seen him in anything since boy Christian like fifty uh, <clears throat> fifty. It's been a while, and I and I saw like on the trivia. This is only his second movie back, and I guess he took a self-imposed exile from movie making.
1: Huh, that's interesting.
0: Like, cause what's the last thing you can remember seeing him in? Oh no, I saw him in The Night Before. That was the last thing I saw him in. That was like 2015 or probably
1: 2015. Yeah. Okay. My brain went right to the Vanessa Hudgens Christmas movie. (laughs) And I was like, who was he in that? Wait, he was in The Night Before Christmas? No, that's The Night Before. And that's, I, I immediately went to The Night Before Christmas. I'm thinking like. Is he in that? Did I just really skip over George Floyd No, but, uh, I know uh, the uh, one Night with uh,
0: Anthony Mackie and uh Seth Rogen,
1: <laughs> yeah. Night Before may have been the last thing I saw him in. I was gonna say uh Dark Knight Rises, but I think that was before,
0: yeah, that was like 2012. I remember I was in I was still in college when that came out, but yeah, I was excited to see him in and I thought he was pretty good. But he 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 normally like steals the show in these movies, but Jamie Foxx just was on another level in this, but Joseph Gordon Levitt was good. He uh he definitely was more of a side like he was a starring role, but he was more of like the side character or the sidekick again. Yeah.
1: Um you have a note here about uh Robin making a reference to her being like the Robin to Jamie Foxx's Batman. And she's wearing the like Robin's colors. And yes. Joseph Gordon Levitt Played Robin in Dark Knight Rises.
0: Yeah, like this movie seemed very on the nose with like its references to Batman and stuff. Like <laughs> it. it was, I think, it's definitely on purpose.
1: Oh boy! The, the speaking of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, though, he had maybe my favorite scene in the movie, which is when the police or the whoever they were, the government agents, were interrogating Robin's mom, and he oh, snuck yeah. her through the bathroom and like took all his clothes off and came bursting out in a towel. And was like, I want to see all your badges.
0: I mean, he made a rookie mistake by sneezing. Be like, you got a cat in here? Like he immediately (laughs) like, like that is what threw him off was like him being allergic.
1: He he pulls his phone out or he pulls her phone out and starts filming. And she she's like jumping in here and there, like, yeah. Then she's like, who are you? And he's like a cop. She's like, do you have identification? (laughs) And then at the end, he tosses the phone to Robin and she's like, why do you have my mom's phone?
0: Yeah, man.
1: It was that scene was just it was so chaotic. I just I really enjoyed him coming out like full aggressive and the, the mom like jumping on board basically with almost no prompting. He was like, Robin sent me, and she's like, all right, yeah, I'll like I'll be your like police hype man. I'm
0: <laughs> I'm in. I do want to say like one thing that and I guess I get why they did it, but this movie for what it like was very in your face that so we are in New Orleans, but it wasn't like like they showed some of the backgrounds and stuff, and they definitely had some rappers from New Orleans. Like they have little Wayne music and stuff, but for the most part, like everything they had about being like, Look, we're in New Orleans is just people like Joseph Gordon Lovett wearing a Saints jersey, or people in the background going to like a Saints game, or references to the Saints. Like they referenced the Saints so much in this movie. and for like a little bit it's like okay it's new orleans i get it but like they did it so much where i was like all right man like we get it new orleans (laughs) has the saints like let's calm down
1: this like that aspect honestly i couldn't put my finger on it until like a half hour before we started recording and i was reading through my notes again and that felt to me the way that mark Wahlberg movies set in boston feel yeah, <laughs> where it's like he's just constantly like like it felt like the other guys almost where like he's always just doing his, his Boston accent and has like Patriots gear and stuff on. <laughs> I, I don't know. It That's that's just the vibe it gave me it was Mark Wahlberg in Boston.
0: Yeah, I, I don't love that. It's like some movies try and make the city a character and I feel like this is a bad attempt to do that when the only thing you know about the city is like they have a football team and then you make some references about Katrina.
1: Right. Like it's uh, even Mardi Gras or the like the, the French quarter or anything
0: or the food or the like, yeah, like the music, like there's so many different aspects like culturally that I think you could tap into, but they just like focused on the saints. i wonder. Like, I, I'm curious, like, did the saints pay for that?
1: So I was just about to say, I wonder if the, the saints were like a, a fundraiser. Yeah, or a benefactor, whatever.
0: Other, other than that, though, honestly, that's the only thing that I did not care for in this movie. Otherwise, like this movie, while probably not one of the best movies ever made, like I, I
1: enjoyed. Right, it was it it was just kind of dumb fun, but it it wasn't as dumb as I thought it was going to be. It was still very enjoyable. I, uh, I, I like the variety of powers, like strange as some of them were. The the guy who was like. Uh, he had, like, the crazy joints. He was, like, a Stretch Armstrong. Ooh. He made me very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, this guy's powers being a contortionist. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the guy who had, like, the coolest powers but just completely wasted them. Not the coolest, but, like, a cool one was the guy who was a chameleon. Oh, yeah. He went, he went to back but Christian when he ran away he carried the bags like that completely defeats the purpose of being a chameleon you just see like floating bags running I thought it was
1: very funny that he had like invisibility powers and got hit with a die pack yeah
0: like he's a completely <laughs> terrible criminal
1: oh man
0: I mean we haven't even addressed that the entire back plot is J.B. Fox is trying to find his daughter and he somehow like he had birthed a daughter who had a bunch of superpowers <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Like, he was one of the original test subjects for this pill, and I guess I'd taken it... He says he only took it once, but somehow, like, that gave him enough, like, residual whatever it was that, like... No,
0: so what had happened on him was they had done tests on him, and they were irradiating him or whatever. uh, that affected his cells enough that he passed it down, and they tried to explain it, like giving the example of fetal alcohol syndrome, which was referenced in that girl's health class earlier. And I was like, that's, uh, you know, like, I don't know if that works here, but okay, I see what you're doing.
1: <laughs> okay, then that, that makes a little more sense. Because I was sitting there thinking, like, why is this girl such a valuable commodity? A whole bunch of people have taken this drug. Just wait till they have kids. and You'll have a whole bunch more.
0: Like that would have made way more sense if it was a woman who had been like tested on while the kid was pregnant or while she was pregnant or something. Not like yeah. Jamie Foxx, who had his sperm, I guess, genetically altered.
1: <laughs> it was pistol shrimp sperm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was not going to go. <laughs> um yeah so
0: like that's the like that's jamie fox's entire like motivating factor the last 20 minutes is like them basically taking over a boat which is actually a really fun like scene there's a lot of action on it but it's hard to like break down because it you know it was well shot generally and it was just fun to watch
1: one of the other things that i enjoyed about this that was kind of understated is every time somebody takes one of these pills you get this weird like Psychedelic biological art that like comes up on the screen, like it shows their pupils like dilate and and then I don't know it, it like fractalizes and it's it's just very cool. It was like a nice, uh, yeah. I I don't really even know how to articulate it, but it well like it was, like
0: the movie oozes style on the yeah. It was side. a very
1: cool stylistic choice. I I really enjoyed that, and then they kind of did that all through the closing credits as well, which was neat.
0: All right, this one is on Netflix, so we don't really have, you know, its box office on this, but its budget was $85.1 million, so this was not, like, a cheap movie, and it definitely feels like it could have been in theaters. It's just funny that it wasn't, uh, because it's Netflix and also the pandemic. But, yeah, so big budget movie. Do you know how this fared with critics, Christian?
1: You know, I'm not actually surprised that the budget was that big. Like, it shows. I, I think that was money well spent. Um. But yeah, the the critics have this at a sixty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience is a forty seven, which I think is really surprising to me.
0: Yeah, this feels like a movie that an audience would like and critics would dislike, especially for Netflix.
1: Agreed. Yeah, th- these numbers feel backwards.
0: Uh, would you recommend our audience check this out?
1: Oh, for sure. I I really had almost no notes about this movie. Like this. It was fun. I thought the story was good. The acting was good. The effects were good. Like I just, I, I had a, a blast watching this. I, I'm probably going to watch it again sooner than later. I'm
0: with you. Like I am a sucker for action movies. Like I, they're probably my favorite genre. And I, I think a part of my problem on the show is I generally am always like, yeah, check out the action movie. So there's definitely bias on my part on this, but this is like a good action movie. It's what like well acted especially it's it's better than some action movies you get like it's actually just like a solid movie Mm -hmm. so definitely check it out all right and now before we head out christian uh what have you been checking out this week
1: so, we watched the Night Stalker documentary that's on Netflix, uh, which I really liked. We we talked at length last week about the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, uh, and the Night Stalker is kind of a little bit featured in that, since he lived in the Cecil, but the, the Night Stalker documentary was good, like, properly good. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: that, that is the one you definitely want to watch between was, the two. It was
1: not really that messy. I, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Um, otherwise, I watched for the first time over the garden wall on your and other people's recommendations. And I got to say it was awesome. I I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. You watched that one. That was, I've been on a, like I've had a roll of TV shows that have been just awesome that I've been watching this year, which normally doesn't happen to me. (laughs) Uh, started with close enough, which is by JG Quintel, the guy who did regular show then over the garden wall. And right now I'm watching Ted Lasso, but over the garden wall is fantastic and i'm so happy you checked it out
1: yeah i was thrilled we we just kind of put it on on a whim the other night and just watched it straight through because it it is only like two hours long it's basically just a movie
0: what did you think of the art style
1: it was great i i uh i had kind of forgotten i know we had talked about it but i'd forgotten like how many voice actors were in this that i really enjoyed
0: um elijah wood
1: is in it right what's that elijah wood is in it right yeah he's he's the main character christopher lloyd is the woodsman uh tim curry is is one of the like side characters but yeah the the art and the voice were fantastic it's you know it's it's dark it's creepy Uh, the the second episode especially creeped me out with all the pumpkin people they were very weird um but i honestly i think that last episode was my favorite
0: uh oh oh the very last episode yes i mean the, the, like that show is so good and i actually want to talk i don't want to i want to talk to you when we're not recording because i don't want to put spoilers in it because like <laughs> i think it's just so well done like they keep throwing twists in like in every episode and throughout that it's just like i don't know like you think you have the world figured out and then it's just a curveball
1: yeah very very subversive for your expectations i really enjoyed that a lot um the Tim Curry episode with uh, the bell, he, he was, uh, what's her name? Anti-Whispers. <laughs> I thought that oh. was a very good episode.
0: Yes, that episode was amazing, especially because it was so weird. Like, you're just eating the turtles. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the frog? I thought the frog was also just low-key hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that episode that centered around it where he beca- he got like a record deal. <laughs>
0: yeah like that's such a random episode but it was so good
1: uh yeah i I, that's that's definitely another one that i will revisit not right away but like that's definitely something that i think is going to be in like a standard rotation for me yeah for sure that's
0: something like i would maybe watch once a year especially because it is only two and a half hours it is basically a movie
1: it's such an easy watch too
0: yeah um did you like Greg? Cuz I I originally thought like Greg was kind of annoying, but he grew on me by the end.
1: <laughs> I did like Greg, yeah. It was I I thought they struck a a good balance between those three central characters kind of playing off each other. Uh <laughs> I was actually just talking to Haley our editor the other day and and I told her that she reminded me of uh Greg just like an agent of chaos. <laughs> she was very pleased with that assessment.
0: Um, So this past weekend, I I am definitely going to be talking about this on the show and going to somehow get you to watch it. Christian is Ted Lasso. It, 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 this, this show is made by Warner brothers pictures or Warner brother pictures studios or something, something Warner brother related, but it is an Apple plus exclusive, which is so weird to me. Um, It stars Jason Sudeikis and it is one of the Funniest shows I've watched like for like a I guess a live action succumb or whatever since like The Good Place.
1: And I love Jason Sudeikis too.
0: Yeah. So like I have I I like recently got a new computer for work and it ended up or a new Mac for work and it came up with like a year long subscription to Apple Plus and everyone I not everyone my sister and I've heard a lot of people on podcasts being like. You should watch Ted Lasso it's amazing So I finally was like okay like I have this I'll check it out And like they're right the premise is This like this soccer Team in uh London Who they, they, they're called Richmond FC but I'm not Sure who they're supposed to be but they're like A premier league team so like One of the best teams that are in the top Division in England Uh They hire a football like a, a United States like D2 football coach to come coach to their Soccer team and his entire thing is just, like, he is an extremely optimistic and nice person, and everyone around him is kind of just jerks to him, and it's just, like, him, like, slowly winning people over, and just, like, it's just this completely different way to do a show where normally everyone is sort of jerks or whatever, like, that character is um, the butt of the joke and not the star, like, think think Jerry from Parks and Rec. <laughs> And it's just so well done. Like, I can't believe how funny it is. And if this, if it was not on Apple Plus, like if this was on Netflix or even HBO Max or Hulu or whatever, like this, this would be like the top show everyone was talking about, I am convinced.
1: Yeah, it's too bad. It's not on a, a platform that can reach more eyeballs.
0: Yeah. And it's not even like one you can easily be like like yeah go check like it's because no one has apple plus like, <laughs> i guess like people who are getting new devices have it but otherwise like they're giving it away like i have a year-long subscription to it for like a trial <laughs> like clearly no one's using it
1: yeah right
0: um but yeah that's primarily what i've been watching i like every night i'm like okay like trying to give this my wife to <laughs> Watch another episode because it's only ten <laughs> episodes, and I'm like episode six or seven. I'm like jonesing to finish it. Like if I wasn't watching with her, this with her, I would have watched it in like one day. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. If you'd like to contact us, we are at Gambots Network on Twitter, or you can email us at gambots.blog at gmail.com. Also, we have a website now if you want to check that out. That's gambotsnetwork.com. And finally, if you're listening to somewhere where you can rate and subscribe, we'd appreciate it as that does help with marketing. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you. Thank you.